The Minnesota State Fair is a lot. A lot of noise. A lot of people. For some people, a lot is just way too much. But this year, for the first time, the State Fair is taking steps to truly be the great Minnesota get-together for everyone. Is there someone in your family who feels overwhelmed by all the sights, sounds, and smells at the State Fair? This year, there's a less stimulating day just for them. Plan to visit on Monday, August 28th. On the Kidway from 9 to 11, and on the Mighty Midway from 10 to noon, lights and noises will be minimized. The flashing and beeping and loud music on the rides, games, and other attractions will be turned way down or turned off completely. Less will be more for those with sensory processing sensitivities. So get in on the fun at the State Fair. Moms, dads, caregivers, take note. That's Monday, August 28th from 9 to noon. See you there. The best health care is there in ways big and small. There when we most and least expect it. We may not see it, but we feel it. It lets us know we're not in this alone. Everyone deserves a healthcare partner who never quits. One who's there for what matters. United Healthcare, there for what matters. It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude Podcast. Hello there, and welcome back to the Diversity Dude Podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher, marriage and family therapist, award-winning author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. And for those of you who are interested in even more positive and encouraging tips and strategies beyond what I share in podcasts like this, then feel free to check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice nationally recognized for the unique way in which it addresses the often difficult topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. Designed for more than just therapists, if you're a helping professional in any way, diversity and clinical practice can help you meet the greatest variety of cultural needs possible for those whom you serve, and it's available in paper and audiobook versions for your convenience. And whether it be through my one-on-one relationship building efforts as a therapist, or my informing and empowering efforts as an author or speaker, Know that my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world one strengthened relationship at a time. So today, I want to share a few encouraging words about helping others while still helping yourself. If you haven't heard of it already, the Fearless Fund is the first venture capital fund built by women of color for women of color. According to the fund, 0.39% of venture capital funding goes to businesses founded by women of color. 
The fund seeks to bridge the gap by providing funding and support to businesses with female founders of color. However, the Alliance, the American Alliance for Equal Rights, the group behind the efforts to end affirmative action at colleges and universities, is suing the Fearless Fund, alleging that it is a racially discriminatory program that blatantly violates the Civil Rights Act's guarantee of race neutrality because only women of color are eligible for financial grants and support that the fund provides. Now, I'm not a legal professional, so I won't even attempt to dissect all the tiny legal details wrapped up in this lawsuit. However, as a therapist who provides mental health support on a daily basis, as well as someone who provides training and other supports for those who provide professional support to even more others, I want to provide a healthy perspective for everyone who finds themselves in a position to comment or converse in general about this situation and similar situations like it, where individuals or organizations come against other organizations that seem to provide support for some, but not all. A first consideration is that the point is not to exclude those that one deems unworthy, but rather to support those who have historically been deemed unworthy by others. Let me explain. Whether at the organizational or the individual level, many of the people who oppose targeted efforts like the Fearless Fund do so by arguing that limiting grants or other support funding to only women of color or similar efforts by other organizations for other underrepresented groups is unfair because it's not open to everyone. This, these same individuals often make the same argument against scholarships that aren't open to everyone, first-time homebuyer loan programs that aren't open to everyone, or even employee signing bonuses for new hires who speak a second language when those organizations are making intentional efforts to meet a greater variety of needs in that community. Now, from a therapeutic perspective, I can see that the feelings underneath these complaints are legitimate. After all, no one wants to feel left out or excluded. And to see resources being offered and then find out that those resources are not only not open to you, but the disqualifying factor is something outside of your control, it can definitely not feel great. That much I very much understand. However, if we look at the situation from a wider perspective than just that person feeling left out, we have the opportunity to see that the program is not designed to exclude those deemed unworthy, but rather to support those who have historically been deemed unworthy and to provide the resources necessary to show that they've always belonged. They've always been worthy, even when previously unseen. In essence, it is to provide the resources for everyone to be seen and have a fair chance of success, not just those who have historically been seen and supported. A second consideration is that sameness isn't always the same as fairness. Despite the admitted limitations of any graphic or analogy, there is a pretty popular graphic out there that you can find online that depicts three people of different sizes, one shorter, one taller, and the other even taller than both, standing behind a fence trying to see over a sporting event, over a fence to see a sporting event. In a box titled Equality, the three individuals are shown each standing on the same identical wooden box to provide them with a better view, such that the tallest person can see easily over the fence, the second person can barely see over the fence, and the third person, though on the same size box, can still only see the fence. They can't see it all. In a second picture titled Equity, the first person doesn't even receive a box and shows that they didn't need one because they can still sufficiently see over the fence. The second person is standing on that same one box, allowing them just enough height to see over the fence. And the third person is giving two boxes to stand on in order to see not above the others, but instead to be able to see at the same level as the other two. 
Note here that instead of each being given the same level of support, they're given differing levels of support based on their differing needs to achieve the same level of success to view the event. This is what is meant by sameness isn't always the same as fairness. The appreciation many have for equity over equality is influenced by the goal being more than about the outcome, more about the outcome than the process. For the most important focus is less on the process of providing the same type of support, whether it be funding, programs, any type of resource, and then it's instead about doing what's necessary to achieve the same access to successful outcomes. And the third consideration is this, is that it's not about providing special treatment for more special people. Many people arguing against programs like this also yell out that all lives matter. And while some do this intentionally to belittle movements that support specific communities of color, the therapist in me also knows that there are many people who genuinely express that, yes, all lives do matter. And then they wonder why people need to assert this at all. And although that's a bigger conversation, to this, I'll simply say that the goal is not to assert that certain lives matter over or more than other lives. Rather, the goal is to express it that in contrast to numerous historical and present day experiences that seem to convey that their lives do not matter as much as other lives do, that their lives do indeed matter. Get to today's topic, but first. It's fun. It's family friendly. And oh, yes, it's free. Nothing celebrates summer and fall evenings more than great music in your Minneapolis parks. You can hear live music from local bands, the up-and-comers, and the old favorites. Thanks to the Minneapolis Park Board. Bring your blanket, lawn chairs, a picnic, even your dog. This Labor Day weekend, there are great concerts every day at the Lake Harriet Bandshell. Mark your calendar for Monday, September 4th, and to take in the 300% proof of Trey Aaron. Taking the stage at the Lake Harriet Bandshell at 5.30. Bring your dancing shoes or dancing flip-flops, because Trey Aaron says, this ain't no sitting and listening music. In September, there are concerts at the Commons downtown every Wednesday at noon and Thursday at 7 p.m. That's fun. Family-friendly free nights out with live local music. Check out the whole schedule at mplsmusicandmovies.org. If you're looking for business advice, Everyone's got an opinion, an angle, a surefire five-step plan. But if you want to know whether any of it actually makes sense for your business, who do you turn to? Work with a banker who understands your business goals and how a strong banking relationship can help you achieve them. Work with Bremer Bank, because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org Here comes the sun. We all know that solar power can be a big part of the solution for our energy needs. Solar power is clean, renewable, and best of all, that sunshine is cheap and plentiful. Sure, it sounds great to have solar energy added to the mix, but how are you going to do that? The answer is easier than you think. The answer is Community Solar. Community Solar lets you join a solar farm that produces energy on your behalf. Electricity is produced by your solar farm and goes out to your local power grid. That allows you as a Community Solar member to remain with Excel as your utility and earn solar credits, reducing your normal bill. You save big on electricity while you save the environment. 
and you can do your part to support clean energy without installing solar panels on your roof. That's right. There's no home visits, no equipment, new equipment, construction, or maintenance. You don't even need to own your home or be a member of a solar power. You don't even need to own your home to be a member of a solar farm. Renters can enroll and save too. Right now, if you go to mycleanchoice.com backslash Shaletta, you can get a $100 Visa gift card when you successfully enroll and are placed on a farm. Check it out. You can sign up for your membership in three minutes flat. Shaletta listeners, get going with Community Solar and get that $100 Visa gift card. Once again, your first step is to go to mycleanchoice.com backslash Shaletta. Remember how excited those kids were when they got their new gaming consoles? Kind of like how excited I was when I got that new desktop computer. But now, those electronics are old, just gathering dust and taking up space. But I know I don't want it to be taking up space in a landfill. Old electronics commonly contain toxic metals like lead, mercury, and cadmium, and that can contaminate the environment. Did you know that Ramsey County now offers electronic waste disposal through a partnership with Repowered in St. Paul? Dated electronics can be recycled or refurbished and kept out of our waste stream. And even better, it's free for Ramsey County residents. So collect up all your unwanted phones, TVs, VCRs, keyboards, printers, and other electronics that you have stuffed in your closet, basement, or garage. They can be recycled or refurbished and kept out of our waste stream. And don't worry, all the data will be physically destroyed or electronically wiped. To find out more about this new electronics recycling service, go to ramseycounty.us slash electronics. That's ramseycounty.us slash electronics. Remember, recycling is for everyone. At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. The hope is that by asserting this, it will not only empower those who don't feel like they matter to believe that they do, even when their life experiences may not confirm such for them on a daily, on a daily basis, and to plant a seed in others' lives that their lives do indeed matter in hopes that they will begin treating them in ways that reflect this, in ways that haven't been done so historically. In practice, for messages and programs that focus on providing support for underrepresented groups, it's not special treatment for people who are considered more special, discriminating against everyone else who doesn't get that treatment. Instead, it's specialized treatment to meet the needs of those whose needs, not as individuals, but whose needs have historically been insufficiently met in order to bridge the gap and eventually even the playing field for everyone. Now, again, as a therapist, I understand that no matter what experiences one may have, everyone feels as though they're in need and could benefit from support at some point in their lives. No one feels like they have it all and no one wants to feel left out. But consider this. Everyone experiences hunger. But if you've missed breakfast or even two after a long history of satisfactorily nourishing meals with no reason to believe that despite your hunger, future meals won't in fact come. It's just a matter of when or what kind. And the person next to you has unhealthily low body weight due to a long history of malnourishment and a history that supports the hope for future food rather than expecting it. Then when limited resources become available, 
it seems perfectly reasonable to support the malnourished person first in order to get up to the basic healthy level of nourishment that gets them even close to the level of hunger that you might find yourself in. In the end, the goal isn't for it to stay this way or for that limited resource to be the end of the story. For if both individuals get nourished enough, then they can both work together to find even more resources that everyone can benefit from. This is in contrast to the hungry feeling more hungry and the fed feeling more fed while then wondering why the other person isn't contributing in the same way to the improvement effort. When it comes to the feeling that contributes to oppositional efforts to stop programs that help those from underrepresented groups in need, I understand that you can't tell someone how to feel. So I won't. Feel hungry. All you need. It's a legitimate feeling. However, it saddens me to see people making it more difficult for others to get fed because they're hungry in some way themselves. Not bothering to explore why someone else is hungry, how long they've been hungry, the contributing factors to their hunger, and potentially even ways in which the person asking might have unintentionally contributed to someone else's hunger, one aspect at a time. And instead of wasting time defending that you're not personally responsible for someone else's hunger, look for ways to ensure that you can both eat, no matter the sameness or the method or timing. Remember, taking resources from those trying to get at least what you have does more to keep them behind you than it does to keep things fair. My hope for you is that instead of fighting against programs that offer partial or even incomplete solutions to bridging resource gaps, that you will be a part of the creation of even more complete solutions, ones that solve more problems for an even greater variety of individuals. After all, helping others succeed creates resourced relationships focused on mutual long-term success through increasingly, increasingly diverse schools, work environments, homeowners and community, and far more. And with that, I'll say thanks again for listening to the Diversity Do podcast. If you have any pressing diversity-related questions that you'd like me to address on an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of a shame-free and empowering guest speaker or training on this often sensitive topic, then feel free to reach out to me directly at www.diversitymadesimple.com. And if you know anyone else who can benefit from a positive and encouraging perspective on this often difficult topic of diversity, feel free to send them a link to this podcast so they can be encouraged as well, or share with them my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, available at Amazon.com. And as usual, I look forward to addressing as many topics as possible in future podcasts to help you improve as many relationships as possible at work, at home, and in your community. And as always, remember this, you don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Hi, I'm Shaletta Burnage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner. But my most important role is mom. Three of my beautiful kids have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. When I didn't know who to trust or where to turn, I found ACRA. ACRA provides home care services to families all over Minnesota. The care is not one size fits all. They know each one of my kids is unique. They listen to what resources we needed and what's best for our family. I've seen my kids grow and thrive with ACRA's in-home care. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, 
ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family too. Would someone you love be at high risk if they got COVID-19? Then be sure to take some steps to keep them safe before you visit. Ask your healthcare provider if you should wear a mask before spending indoor social time with a loved one who's older, has chronic health conditions, or is immunocompromised. And consider self-testing to detect infection before you visit. Even people who are showing no symptoms can have COVID-19 and can unknowingly pass it to others. Do your part to keep your loved ones safe because for some people, COVID-19 is still a true danger. Children's Minnesota, the leader in specialized health care for kids, is here to raise awareness, standards, the bar, the stakes, the question, the curtain. On raising kids' health to the highest priority, kids need equal access to health care, more pediatric expertise, a voice for change. Kids need us, all of us. So let's raise them up. Children's Minnesota, the kid experts. Summers are a great time to park it. So take time to make time in your glorious Minneapolis parks. Now when you enjoy your beaches and lakes, piers and playgrounds, trails and paths, you can also stroll through the Minneapolis park markets. Now through the end of August, there's a park market every Friday evening at Minnehaha Regional Park. And there's a park market every Sunday afternoon and evening at Lake Harriet. Meet local artisans and small business owners selling unique goods and handcrafted items created right here for you. And with every park market, there's always live local music, too. August is Black Business Month, so be sure to support the park market vendors of color. Park markets, one more reason to park it in your Minneapolis parks. To find locations and hours, go to MinneapolisParks.org, then click on Activities and Events and look for Park Market. Do you worry that lead-based paint in your older home might be dangerous to your children or kids who visit you? Well, Hennepin County put those fears to rest. Hennepin County offers free lead tests and home assessments. If they find anything, eligible homeowners and landlords can receive up to $15,000 for work on the home, including new windows. The government banned lead-based paint 45 years ago when it was discovered that lead poisoning can affect development and cause permanent damage in young children. But 75% of those homes built before 1978 still contain some lead-based paint. As the paint degrades, it can make dust that little kids ingest when they're crawling and putting things in their mouths. So make sure your home is safe and hazard-free. Learn about testing and that $15,000 grant at hennepin.us backslash lead control. That's hennepin.us backslash lead control. You know Shaletta makes you laugh. But did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. 
And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business.